And we're back. Welcome to the Duran Show, the first episode of 2022, uh, and the first episode for quite some time. What's up, Mitchell? Not much. How about you? It's been long time, way too it's long, been, probably. It's been a while. We should we should address that straight off. So first off, Matt's not with us tonight. That's temporary. He just wasn't able to to make the schedule this time around. He'll be back with us next episode. Um, we've had some life events. We've had some. Some craziness, some scheduling, uh, just all of the ex- the traditional cliche excuses for why you can't make things happen. So we we fell off a little bit, but uh, I I think anybody that's been in the area not waiting on a podcast can see that uh, we're plugged into the hobby pretty hard right now. So content's going to be flowing uh, very regularly here for the foreseeable future. Yeah, we hit that stage where finally, like, things locally opened up. We've been crushing some games pretty hard, and we're like, oh, we'll put it off, we'll put it off. And then um, scheduling conflicts, <laughs> so we put it off a little bit more, and then we Holidays. Then we did tournaments, and then uh, more conflicts. And then finally tonight was kind of a conflict for Matt, but we're like, you know what, we just we needed to do it. It's been we'll power too long. Through. Yeah, we'll power through, nobody, just the two of us. Nobody cares about him anyways, so we'll yeah. just, uh, we've got the talent here on the podcast. <laughs> we just let him tag along for the fun. Yeah. Feel. <laughs> no freeloaders tonight. Uh, no, we give, give a bad time. But like, we're not exaggerating when there's been a lot that's happened. So let's do a quick recap. Mitchell, you were just saying before we started recording, the last episode we had was published in July or August 2021. Mm-hmm. It was a long time ago. Since then, we have four tournament recaps. We've played in four like medium-sized tournaments since then. Uh, we've had a plethora of models get released. We have so many new legendary legions to talk about. There's, there's, uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, I feel like it's a whirlwind to try and catch up a little bit. But yeah, we're, we're almost to, do... to our second supplement release. <laughs> we're, we're getting yeah, second, second second supplement release since our last episode. Yeah, I know. Um, no, it's been crazy. So what what do we want to do tonight? It's kind of a loose agenda. We we are not going to do any of the bat reps, although we want to do the tournament recaps. Obviously, that's our favorite part. So we have the the most fun, I think, is we just last weekend, we just got back from Portland. Matt, yourself, and myself, we're all playing in the same tournament down in Portland. So we want to do a bat recap there, tournament recap. And then we had two in Seattle that will do uh, tournament recaps. Mitchell, that was just you and I playing in those ones. And then we had another Portland tournament. So we'll, we'll we'll find a way to get those scheduled in where we can do recaps of what we were taking, what we were kind of playing around with, et cetera. Um, yeah, maybe that's like a, a condensed it's a good segue episode. into what... Yeah, maybe like a condensed episode yeah, all yeah. together or something. Not, not super flushed out, but enough to briefly talk about them and what happened and what we liked about them. Because there was a lot that yeah. went down. We took unique lists to all of those ones. Well, and a very, very experimental list. And I think that's a good segue into kind of what... Um, what we're passionate about, at least at the beginning of this year, and what we want to focus on is a lot of core ideas. I'm breaking the meta. Um, I'm I've said that probably too many times, but we'll we'll dive into what that means. Um, new ideas that we want to see work in 2022 in a tournament setting, mm-hmm. and then obviously the the unsung wild card here, Mitchell, is you and I are going to Las Vegas Open LVO next weekend, so. Um, I, I do want to at least touch on touch on that because uh, I feel like that's the that's the first bigger event that's the first big event we've done in a year year and a half first big year. one I've ever done I've never yeah. been to a big one okay that's fair that's I, I was gonna count some of the the Canadian tournaments oh the yeah last that's Canadian true. tournament well, it was like thirty people that was that was pretty big that's true um, so okay you know, this is the do you know what the headcount on LVO is 
on how many no. players. I have no, no idea. idea either, actually. Hmm. I'm assuming it's probably the same size. People have told me it's the same size as like Adepticon and Nova. And Around. I went to Nova. That was 40 tables, 80 players. Ooh, so I'm assuming okay. it's it's somewhere between 20 and 40 tables. It's got to be. Yeah. So I was thinking about 50 to 60 players, probably something like that. Probably. I'm not sure. That, be sounds, cool. that sounds what like what I've been told. Okay. But, uh, I think this It'll be is. Fun. I think this is the first time, and I'm probably going to get corrected here, I think this is either the first time or, or relatively recent that Lord of the Rings is at Las Vegas. So LVO has been a huge thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I think this is one of the first times somebody stepped up to do a, a Lord of the Rings Middle-Earth strategy battle game um, wing of it. So That's cool. I'm hopefully excited. Get, yeah, hopefully we get good representation. So um that's a lot what are we going to do tonight i want to talk about i want to talk about lvo uh maybe we start with that but i also want to touch on um some of our focus for 2022 so we've got uh, a crazy production studio that mitchell built so we've got a bat rep a bat rep battle report calendar that's coming out for 2022 uh i we did a demo game at the end of last year to like test out cameras test out production i think it turned out great so um we've got that coming we've got a schedule for podcasts we're going to try and we're going to reduce the podcast just a little bit because we're doing more battle reports and more tournaments so mm-hmm. the the bat reps will the or the the, the podcast will be really focused on kind of what's happened in the last couple of weeks um yeah probably a, probably a lot of tournament recaps because um those are breaking out like crazy not only just um in general but also in the area because uh we had two in seattle at the end of the year like uh, yeah at the end of the year and you have another one coming up you should talk about that one and then i'm planning another seattle event and then obviously portland oh yeah like crazy the plug for the smog event absolutely yeah plug that. so okay so lots to get to why don't we start with las vegas open so mitchell walk us through the highlights, just a quick synopsis of what Las Vegas Open is, why is it unique, and then we're going to go into ideas and what we're taking. All right, so Las Vegas Open is obviously your typical grand tournament. So Friday is the doubles event, and there's going to be three rounds. Each team is taking 400 points to an 800-point total, and Marcus and I still haven't figured out what we're taking. <laughs> well, we got submit our list tonight actually yeah we'll do uh the 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 doubles one is day up so that's okay but uh our grand our grand tournament list we're gonna have to figure that out but that is the saturday sunday it's gonna be six rounds all one from each of the match play guide pools so that's the unique thing we'll literally go i don't know if it's in order from the pools but it does mention that it's from the pools of the match play guide it's also following the scoring from the match play guide so double vps is a major victory uh, win so by less huge. than double is minor, and it's a total of six tournament points for a major, five tournament points for a minor. I'm going to interrupt you on that point because – so we played four tournaments over the last couple months. Having the new scoring – because really we, we didn't get a chance to really try the new scoring. Having the new scoring where one, double VP, so 2-0, 4-2, 6-3, which are very common scores, having that be a major victory, that gets you six tournament points, not the traditional four tournament points. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Yeah. There is no more. There's no more skating by on minor victories anymore on these yeah. three and four game tournaments. Major, major victory all the way. Which is, I mean, I have conflicting thoughts on it because the one thing I have noticed in the last four tournaments we've been to is I think in the last four tournaments we've been to in this scoring system, there has been a total of three 
minor or minor victories or minor losses. Like everything else is major. So it's kind of like escalated it crazy. So I don't know if I'm actually a fan of the new scoring system, just because like you said, all the scoring system of four, two, six, three, eight, four, all that is very, very common or like just winning by that margin. I think the two, I think the two zero four twos are the, that's the big one that is. Yeah. Yeah. And because eight, four is still a major victory in the old scoring system, I guess. So that's a bad example, but like the, the ones I really noticed are the seven fours, like, uh, seven, seven threes, six threes, uh, all those, so all that stuff is yeah, crazy. seven three because you're double the yeah, seven three, not seven four. That yeah, makes sense. Seven, three. Yeah, it's just it, it's weird because there's only major victories or minor loss or major losses. Sorry, uh, it's yeah. kind of weird. so that's interesting. So that's just something to keep in mind when we built our lists is how important all those VPs are because stacking them mm-hmm. are and protecting your VPs are really really important. I think protecting VPs is a little bit more important now because you're not going, yeah, protecting VPs is important because if you protect two, that's almost more powerful than gaining two. If you can mm-hmm. prevent two victory points, like, yeah. Anyways, so you're Las Vegas, like, what? keep going, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, Yeah, we're getting sidetracked. But the uh, biggest thing about Vegas is it's 800 points. It's not required, but it's encouraged. And I thought, why not? But um to take two armies, one good and one evil. I think that's the Wait, most Wait, it's not required? It's I thought not, it was required. No, it's not required. Oh, this is news to me, breaking a week before we go play. I swear it said it's required. No, it's it's optional. It's it's encouraged what? to take two. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm going to sound like an idiot after I share my list. I was going in based on the fact that I thought it was absolutely it had to be good versus evil matchups. Uh well, they're going to – I think I, the wording on it is not clear on what they're going to do. So if someone only takes one army, um, let's say an evil, does that force you to play your good if you have good? Or can you still roll to decide who is good and evil? So the wording on it says at the beginning of each round, both players roll a, a dice. Whoever wins gets to decide who is good and who is evil. And I don't know if that means you can pick evil to play evil. You know, and force, you know what I mean? I don't know Mm. what the wording on that means. So I don't know if if someone only shows up with, let's say, the White Council, does that force you to play your evil army, no matter what it is? Um, I don't know. So that's an interesting wording thing to me. I am taking two armies, not only because it's fun, um, but I feel like the tactical options it gave me is much better. So like if I'm playing a recon, I want a fast mobile army. Um, and if I'm playing a Lords of Battle, maybe a lower model count army. So I, I built two lists that are favored in more heavier scenarios versus, you know, faster scenarios and vice versa. I feel like you're smoking something. I'm going to have to like Google the requirements here. I swear it was required, but either way, we're both taking two armies. Yeah. And I hope everybody takes two armies. Otherwise, this could be awkward. Uh, um, not everybody, I bet, but we'll see. People who are flying in, I don't know, but I have it right here if you want me to read it. Yeah, you should check this as we go. So you read that, but what I want to do is add on to this. So, uh, good versus evil. It's five rounds, so it's a nice long tournament. It's over two days. Um, what are what are we bringing? So I'll go first since you're reading the reading the requirements on this. I'm taking. And this is going to be this is going to really segue into like the new legendary legions that are coming out. I'm taking Angmar. I'm taking Magic Heavy Angmar Ooh, for your evil. For my evil. Um, I so I, I the reason I thought about it is I really wanted to take an army that I'm 
more confident with. I feel like for the longest time, for the last year, we've been taking newer armies that we haven't place tested a lot. At least personally, I have. And it's been great. It's been fun. And that's never an excuse for when you make a, a mistake. But I wanted to take an army where I, I felt like I had a good chance to try and to show out and, and do better than average. So I'm taking Ingmar because I play that a lot. And I'm taking a Gullivar Ingmar. I knew I wanted to take Gullivar. I play Gullivar all the time. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about all of these tournaments that we've gone to, I've taken non-Gullivar Ingmar. But I'm coming back to my, my roots. So it's Gullivar. The new part is I'm doing the Wish King on Felbeast. I've never done that before. So it's Gullivar... Witch King on uh, Felbeast, which I know is it was a it was a common it was a common uh, uh, one two punch came out, and then my third hero. This is the the interesting one. My third third hero and my last hero is the Tainted on Horse. I'm not taking any Barrelites. I'm taking two Ringwraiths and Gullivar. No other monsters and a horde of orcs and with lots of lots, lots of different things. And I've the thing that I've been really happy about is for the first time since my dwarves, since my cause of doom, mm-hmm. I've play tested this army. So I've actually tweaked it quite a bit from mm-hmm. my original idea. So this is where I've landed. I feel like I like it the best. I've played against a lot of different matchups. I like this version of it. It's 47 models total, three heroes. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good when you figure out. That's pretty have, good. I have almost what? No, I have over 500 points in heroes. Yeah, Gullivar, that's really Witch good. King on Pelvis. Yeah. So you have two flying monsters, two spellcasters, yep. one. Uh, so the Tainted is actually a really unique option. I'm assuming that's to pair well with the two flying monsters, which is preventing your warriors from just uh, enemy more, warriors just tagging their flying monsters from hero Yeah, it's action. more so. It's more so it's pairing with Gullivar. Like yeah. the Tainted and Gullivar, I found is just such a a sneaky combo because you can run you can run the Tainted up on horse last second to prevent you know that heroic move from being meaningful so yeah that's that's the good army and, and with the else... harbingers you have three harbingers so it'll pair well at the end because uh does the tainted prevent also like stand fast as well is that yeah. or is it just heroic actions yeah no warrior can if i spend that point of will no warrior can take part of a stand fast so yeah i've got negative one the real the real key here is like i want to break them quickly um but with the three spirits, I get a larger terror bubble with my mm. with my army, and I've got I've got some um, uh, specters sprinkled in right to try and take advantage of a flying monster combo. Um, mm. When I know, so I, I was assuming that I had to go up against a good army, so I I figured the chance of me going up against a fearless or at least a higher courage army pretty high. But on the chance I go up against an Arnor or something that they just they weren't built for this i feel like it it kind of gives me a a pretty significant advantage Mm. yeah i mean obviously you're you're comfortable with it you play tested it because um not many angmars without a barrel white but i'm not disagreeing with it i'm just saying that's quite unique for um a list build for angmar i don't think i've ever seen an angmar without a barrel white and i play a lot i feel like i've I feel like I've gone. You play against a lot of Angmar. I play against a lot of Angmar. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've gone on a little bit of a journey with Angmar over the last six months. I've played, uh, not to spoil it, I've played all monster Angmar with no Gullivar and mm. no Ring Wraith. I've played um, the my favorite. I think that I've played. It wasn't. It, it it struggled for a couple of reasons, but my favorite was 
a no upgrade Witch King leader Ingmar. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that's yeah, that, my favorite. I I did play that one. Yeah. Um, the Wild Warg Angmar. Holy cow! It is wild. so powerful. <laughs> I hate the Wild Warg chieftain, wild especially when so you're. Good. Yeah, I yeah that that was frustrating. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, this is Golovar, Golovar Ingmar. My good army is, um, again, this is weird, but I've play tested this a decent amount. Not for Las Vegas, but I, I was talking about this as we were wrapping up like the last bit of episodes. It is a pure army of the dead. Not only mm-hmm. do I love it just on standard matchups, but knowing that I'm going to be good versus evil against evil armies, pure army of the dead. I have at, at 800 points, I have 35 models, three heroes, a bunch of cavalry. I have 35 ghosts. Yeah. It is all D8. It is all D8. It is surprising how much of a punch it packs. I've played it probably four or five times um, against just a random assortment of opponents. It's been fun. So those are my two armies: pure army of the dead and a flying monster version of Angmar. Yeah, both are extremely scary. The army of the dead one actually terrifies me because. Um, you have three heroes that wound almost everything on threes. Um, the the terror bubble, you don't care about like heroic actions. You're probably never going to put yourself in a situation where the king of the dead needs to be like heroic striking off because you don't care. Um, but if he does, he has the seven might to pull from your heralds and stuff like that. So I, I really like it. Um, you don't care about heroic moves as much because you've got a full army of 35 terrors and DA and spears everywhere. So yeah, no, that, that definitely is a, a scary one, I think, to go up. And the Angmar, the two flying monsters that just... I hate Gullivar. So having a, a, a Witch King and a Gullivar, I, I don't even know what I'd do against it. Honestly, I really don't. Uh, I can't go for the break because you're 47 models and you have two flying monsters. Uh, so that that would be a struggle for me. Well, Angmar always breaks. So I feel like everybody could go for yeah, the break. Those but, orcs are like wet noodles. It's like, what can your heroes do? Okay, and... I guess I'm thinking specifically against my good army because my good army is all mounted. So the worst yeah. thing I could see is two flying monsters that can hurl. Um, yeah. So I guess, and especially with magic to bounce, back them up. So I think if you were to face my army, you just rip it to shreds. There's nothing I could do against it. So I, Okay, but but what are you taking? That's a good segue. So, what are you taking? That's, a, that's a good segue. So I, my evil list I built long time ago and i think actually this was after the like in september right no because we built we booked las vegas in june actually yeah i looked at my email we booked in june i uh i built yeah we booked it in june but i had an idea of what i built for evil i was play testing a cond easterling alliance i was thinking about um and then i the the new supplement came out and I decided, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to do it. Which, 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 which this, supplement, because this has been a while. We're, we're talking about this. Uh, you're right. So this is actually 2020, this supplement came out. Um, and I built this list after the North Carolina event. So that would be like February of last year. Yep. Uh, and I, I came home from North Carolina. I was like, you know what, I'm tired. I, I, I love playing lists that I want to prove are good. But if I'm going to Vegas or something big, this sorry, this buildup is complete bonkers because you ripped this idea literally from my repertoire of lists. This was no, my no, list no, no, no. that just happened to be a legendary legion that magically appeared out of thin air. This is a <laughs> list I remember emphatically because we were all we were. It was a post event one time in Portland, 
And I said, if I had to bet all of my armies on one list for one game, this mm-hmm. is what I would run. Yep. And now I'm running And, and magically, and lo and it, behold, Mitchell has this epiphany. Hey, guys, I wonder what would happen if I ran this combination. And it's been so funny, too, because Marcus has gotten frustrated as I've been playing it. And the best part about it is it only got better because with the Quest <laughs> of the Ringbearer release, it released this nice little Depths of Moria legendary legion where the Belrog got even better. The Black Shield Shamans are in the list, included in the list. The drum got like three that's times better, actually, actually usable, the drum. So yeah. that's that's what I built. So as soon as the Quest, Bear, Quest of the Ringbearer came out, I was thinking about it. And then after the North Carolina, I built it. So it is a, a Belrog with Marcus's three Black Shield Shamans, mm-hmm. a drum, and a captain. And the rest is just goblins and prowlers. Uh, fearless and goblins and prowlers. So there's a lot of key things that go into this. So obviously White Council's been buzzing around. Everybody knows about it. But there's a lot of key things. So the Balrog's already fight 10. He's got 10 will resistant to magic. Not in, not invulnerable to magic, but can put up a good couple of turns. For a couple turns, yeah. For a couple turns. Has the whip. Has the whip. Can hero combat. Can single off. Can maybe one punch. If you get some traps with a whip, can one punch one of the white houses. Six, if you get yep. the six off on the hit. Yep. Yep. And then the other things, too, as Marcus pointed out, the fearless goblins. So... I don't care if you have uh, Channel Terror or uh, or whatever you have. My goblins are going to charge you. I, you know, Belrog's alive. The best part about this, too, the Legendary Legion, is I don't count as broken until you deal with the Belrog. And I think that was one of the biggest things. because to Especially deal with, the, with the new tournament scoring. Exactly. That's where the two points. Exactly. And threes. Exactly. So leader and denying you break automatically puts me ahead. Drum is an automatic banner. All the goblins get plus one fight. They're fearless. So you try to deal with the Balrog. He's got his insane rules already. On top of that, he can set people ablaze now while he's not even in combat with them. It's just insane. Wait, the drum counts as a... I thought the drum as a banner effect doesn't count as a banner. It does in the Legendary Legion. It so, actually counts. So for, for VP scoring? Oh, that's nice. Yes. So it's uh, unlimited range now. Oh, that's so great. I can hide it, hide it in the back. It's unlimited range on its banner, and it counts as VP's banner. Yep. So when we start a scenario that requires a banner, I'm automatically don't count as broken until you put five wounds on the Balrog. Already have an unlimited range banner that you'll probably never get to because I'm going to bury it inside a piece of terrain and it has unlimited range. And all my yeah. goblins are fearless and fight four and fight three goblins. So it's it, it is. Well, quite- and doesn't the Legendary Legion still get the traditional backstabber rule where if somebody's trapped, they get plus one to wound? Do you get that uh, in the Legendary Legion? No, so that the you're thinking of the plus one fight if I trap. That's the army bonus um, for Moria. Wow. The backstabbers oh. is linked to the prowlers, and they still that's have why you have a flower. Okay. Yeah, so I have okay. about seven or eight prowlers. I can't remember, but they get the backstabbers. So they're plus two to wound when it's trapped, and fight four when they're within six inches of the Balrog. Because they're two-handed weapon backstabber. Really. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Yep, I couldn't remember what that uh, was. I have played this. Uh, list in particular i think um i think five or six times now and it's done very very well so, you, so it was like a, it was like you a had a chance to stress test it yeah I've, I've stress tested it for sure so it's five or six times loved it and it was like a no-brainer i was i kept saying like i'm gonna take it unless it does something horrible and even with the balrog makes me nervous because it's a 50 percent chance to roll a six when you have four dice and no the banner doesn't affect him it's still 
even if he loses fights, I think that's the biggest thing with the Legendary Legion. The Belrog can lose fights, and you still have a great chance of winning the game. Whereas before, if you took the Belrog, he had to do a lot of work. He had to win fights. He had to start mm-hmm. killing things. But now, because you don't break, you're like, okay, Belrog lost a fight, back up. Maybe I take a wound. Maybe I don't. And, and you know, it's almost amazing because some genius thought of the concept of if you have anything but a magic matchup. If you're up against magic, the Belrog is going to perform fairly well because, mm-hmm. again, there's a lot of pressure. You have to shut them down early. If you get a whip off, if you get a hero combat off, you can put a series, you can put a lot of pressure on a magic-based army. If you play a non-magic-based army, mm-hmm. that anybody's susceptible to spells. Three, like some genius came up with the concept of three Black Shield Shaman throwing shatter on heroes, captains, shutting models down. It's just it's oh, amazing yeah. how that worked out. Yeah, uh, I will I will give you credit for that. That since I've done that, it has just been almost unfair. <laughs> it really has. I, it is I, it is I, hilarious I, to watch. I, I'm I, just gonna be dead serious. It's so unfair. shatter. So shatter is like the most amazing spell that I don't is. see used a lot. Like, it's paralyzed, it's but for the better, goblins. But better, because <laughs> they don't recover from it. So the amount of times I shattered a Day and Ironfoot's hammer and watched Day and Ironfoot lose <laughs> to goblins and just thump goblins and bounce off of goblins, or I shatter Andural from Aragorn King Alessar, and Aragorn's walking around useless, um, or uh, they have a banner, and it's a VP scenario, and they're like, okay, I'm going to make sure this banner stays out of the Belrog's whip, and I'm like, I don't care, I have a 12-inch Shatter Ranger, banner's gone, I don't even have to get to it, you can't even pass it now, your banner's gone, I've shattered Elven Rings uh, yeah. from Galadriel, so that she can't re-roll her fate, like, all these little things that Wait, go you on. you can do that? Yeah. I thought you could only shatter weapons. You can shatter any piece of war gear except the one ring. It specifically states the one ring. You can't shatter the one ring. can't shatter staves of power. And you can't shatter living things like roots or claws and beaks and stuff like oh, that. So uh, elven cool. rings and dwarven rings are completely up to snuff. I almost shattered the Arkenstone, but he resisted it. Um, <laughs> and he was getting nervous on that because I got some <laughs> successful shatters on that, but he was able to resist it. Like, it's it's just so much fun. It's so unfair because they're like, okay, I have Andural. I have a Elven made fight six free strike Aragorn against a Belrog. This is going to take it down. Oh, sorry. That Elven blade is gone. And, you know, now your guy has also got minus one to the duels. The minus one to duel and minus one to wound. Unarmed, yeah. unarmed is minus one to, yeah. to wound. Day and I, yeah, Day and Iron Foot went from needing threes to wound my goblins to needing fives. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was insane. If he wins uh, the fight. If he wins the fight. Yeah, and I have an unlimited range banner on all my goblins, so I have multiple dice in the time. Yeah. It, it, it's a fun list. It's a toxic, list. it's a toxic yeah. idea. Yeah. But, and, uh so for my good list, um, this is actually one that surprised me. And even still, I don't know if this is like if I had to bet all money that this is a list I would take. But I prompt I told myself when I started playing this one that I'm gonna play it until it loses or until it it doesn't make me happy anymore and it hasn't done that yet. So I have to play it now based on my own, what I said. And this was a surprising list because I, um, Rohan, as you know, was my first ever army. I, I played Rohan first. I you played, played Rohan. Rohan for like your first eight years of this game. Yeah. I played a lot of Rohan and it was the skirmishy type Rohan. So when 2018, when the new Rohan came out and then the new writers of Theoden legendary Legion and almost everybody, it seemed like was playing it. I yeah, tried to win yeah the super I, might banner yeah yeah i i kind of shied away from it and then uh thedra's guard came out 
I said, okay, this kind of reminds me of old Rohan. I built Daedra's Guard. I had a ton of fun playing Daedra's Guard. And I was like, well, I have my Rohan built now and painted. I might as well paint the heroes so that I can run Riders of Theoden. And the other thing that was coming to my mind is Gambling's banner was nerfed a little bit, so it wasn't as popular anymore. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a try. And I see why it was so popular. Oh, my gosh. It is to have, I think... Um, 25 might or something like that on average spent in a game i've never had that flex before uh marcus we played a game against it and uh there's so many well, times i was gonna I... say there's a reason you're not playing thadra's guard because thadra's guard ran into some trolls so yeah, then we Th switched to thadens yeah thadens legendary legion and that ended up playing okay so it's like okay thadens that's the way we go yeah i, I like thadra's guard a lot but there is some weaknesses with it but thadens especially uh, facing rocks oh my yeah, it's actually facing throwing stones from trolls that hit on five pluses and getting out shot with 27 throwing spears. But anyways, um, the uh, that's a bat rep we're going to have to go over. But um, the Theoden's one, um, how many times did I flop a roll? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll just mite it. I'll just flux it up to that word I need. And all of a sudden, all my heroes were just doing mass output. Yeah. And uh, and there was another tactical decision because I was having fun with it. I said, if I'm going to run this Legendary Legion, I'm just going to run all the heroes. And it at, ended up being a kind of play style that I actually like. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with my list build probably because I'm running all seven heroes in uh, Riders of Theoden. So my model count's pretty low. But at the same time, I feel like it pairs well, especially with the good versus evil. So like with my evil, I have the model count if I need to make sure I have the bodies. But for my good, I have the speed and the low model count if I need to, so the flex options are that way. So anyways, that's what I'm running is Riders of Theoden. Or, yeah, yeah, Riders of Theoden, Legendary Legion at 800 points. It has all seven heroes and 11 Royal Guard plus another Royal Guard banner and an additional Rider of Rohan because I ran out of Royal Guard. Yeah, no, it, it, it packs a punch for sure, as everybody knows. Mm -hmm. um but it's interesting like because like I, th I think we all all three of us are this way a little bit like shying away from what's common so it's funny that after two or three years however long the, the edition has been out now that rohan has lost its luster a little bit and there's these new shiny legendary legions mm -hmm. going back and revisiting what we didn't really play a lot it's been a lot of fun yeah i agree and it's been fun too like uh just yeah, you like you said, discover it, rediscover like, oh yeah, this was my first art, you know, first army ever since I started the hobby in 2004. It's been fun to play again. Playing with Gambling's Banner has been so much fun again. I missed that guy. So he's surprisingly tough to kill. He is. But yep. Uh, okay, so that's that's I think that's what we're looking forward to. So Las Vegas is next week. Um, It'll be a good weekend. We've got to write our doubles list probably tonight and submit everything probably yep. just to be easy. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's definitely the big thing on the horizon. Adepticon's coming up in March. Um, I'm trying to convince you to go to that. I bought my tickets last week or whatever. So we'll see if we can get a show in there. Matt's not going to Las Vegas. I don't think he'll be able to make it to Adepticon. We'll see what you can do. Mm -hmm. um, but there's there's quite a few events here in the next what four months locally in yeah. the northwest and yeah. and abroad um the plug is because you reminded me i forgot i scheduled this we're doing an interesting event in seattle we're not doing a normal event so we're trying to host we're trying to get a lot of people to show up it's built for 32 players but we're doing a smog giveaway mm. champion gets smog the model um crazy it'll be fun it's a different tournament style it's not a swiss pairing it's a straight bracket 
all the way to the model, all the way to the Losers out. Losers, Losers out. Losers out. Losers out. They they keep playing games. They just play in the losers. They play in the constellation bracket. Yeah, and um, and that that is a Swiss pairing. The the losers bracket is a Swiss pairing and has a typical tournament style to it. So that not everybody is just automatically out for you know. But it I love the the setup on this. Yeah, it it'll be great. And honestly, the um, I don't I don't say this lightly. I feel like we've been able to play in a lot of different areas uh over the last two years it's been fun it's been great to meet people it's been great to see other other communities um but i'll i'll go out on a on an absolute limb and say the seattle community now officially has the best menu for boards in Mm. terms of scenery in terms of what types of tables we've built the quality of the tables it's it's unequivocal and i think this will be probably the second time the the community the seattle community will be able to kind of flex like there is from from an elven elvish boards to angmara to hobbit holes to rohan to like everything you can imagine in between the community has built some unbelievable terrain and it's fun to play on like there's the there's the terrain that's it's fun to look at and there's the terrain that's fun to play on this is like Mm -hmm. an awesome combination of both so oh yeah i'm open uh, i'm hoping we get a good turnout um, so we can we can show a, a lot of the different types of scenery and boards we've collected over the last little bit. I'm hoping uh, so. Mark, Marcus has put a lot of good thought into this, guys. So you, if you're thinking about it and you wanted to ever come to a tournament, honestly, this would be the one. Because we, like Marcus said, we have some boards already set up that are going to be, I think, are, I agree with you, Marcus. I think they're pretty fun. They, they remind me of a lot of Pat's. Uh, boards down in Portland. That's honestly where yeah. like, a lot of He's them are inspired tier. from. He's top tier. Uh, uh, but these boards are a lot of them are based off that. And like you said, the community has built some awesome ones. So it's going to be fun for that reason. It's fun for the grand prize. It's fun because it's a different tournament style. So it's not it's a, it's a change up from the common one. It's going to mm-hmm. be low points. So that's also a little bit of a change up in the gameplay. Yeah, only 400 points. I, I, I'm excited for this. I'm glad you took off with this idea because the guy, the, the reason we got this idea was the, the store we usually host tournaments at, they're, the big store, he's got like three smogs or something like that in the store. He bought three smogs all at once. Yeah. I was like, what? I know. And and you should tell like how, how we even came up with this idea. I don't remember how it started. Oh, he, he came up. He's like, you should do a smog as a grand prize or something like that. And we're like, Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, that'd be kind of right. cool. And, and then you came up with the idea of like winners are out. winner moves up, losers out. It's a it's a bracket. It's system. winner take all. Winner take all take smog. And I love that idea. And you kind of you kind of ran away with it. So it, I think it'll be fun. I think it really. It's will. not it's not winner take all. We've got some cool. We this will be the first time we can do a true wooden spoon. Like I think sometimes though I've seen the wooden spoon be like the the player that struggles the most or whatever in a tournament. Now the wooden spoon is the person that came up just short so it'll be the person that doesn't quite make it to the championship but uh but is still playing well yeah, we've, yeah. We've, it'll it'll be a cool player for sure yeah but that's in april um check out the seattle page or now that the now that the american page the as i can't remember what it was yeah asb sbg or something like that yeah american league strategy al the east coast one the one yeah. that devin the one that devin started um now that they have a listing of all events we posted that event there so it's got the details um mm-hmm. it'd be fun to see players yeah um, that, that'd be very cool and we'll have lots more events i think uh coming up just we're just starting to get in a routine so it'll be fun yeah we've got we've got quite a little population of players here in seattle now it's it's been great 
it's been growing. Right. It's been growing. It's been good. It's been really good. Okay, so I wanna I wanna move on. So obviously, we'll, we've got lots of bat reps, lots of tournament recaps to do um, coming up. The funny thing I was thinking of is you're talking Mitchell. Uh, four tournaments since September. You and I have faced off in three of them. In the middle round, in all three of them. Yep. <laughs> so the the bat reps, we've got a lot of uh, brother versus brother action. It'll be fun and- to recap. And to make it even better, it was the last three tournaments. So, you know, it's, it's three really, in a row. Yeah, it's three in a row. So it the last three tournaments have been three rounds. Marcus and I face off in round two. Yep. In the last three. And you have, <laughs> you have taken the advantage two of the three times. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, it'll be, it'll be good to recap. Um, lots of hero challenge were, were called. Lots of uh, lots of blitzes were were summoned, so we'll it'll be fun to go back and, and recap those. But uh, what's even more interesting, I think, is looking at what's kind of coming up in 2022. So uh, mentioned at the very beginning, but the the battle reports. So Mitchell, the studio you built, we are, we're actually recording two games uh, this this week. We're gonna get some games in the cameras, and our goal is to start putting out some pretty regular battle reports where we can showcase some of these weird ideas we 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 come up with interesting ideas we come up with unique ideas that we we talk about like hey maybe they'll be gone on paper maybe they'll be gone on the battle um who knows now we'll actually be able to 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 play them it'll be a good mechanism for us to actually put our put our models on the board and then we can share it with the community um but honestly, it, it's become so much more like apparent that I want to do this, and this is going to be a priority for us because of the legendary legions that have come out and the just the vitriol and the the backlash. And I think this is good for the community um, debate and people having different opinions. Like it's fun, like it's fun to be yeah. engaged and it's fun to argue with people, you know, to a certain extent on like what you think. But there's been so much. Oh man, like we talked about it when the Black Dart, when the Black Dart FAQ came out and everybody yeah. was saying, Oh my gosh, the Black Dart's overpowered. Well now we have the um the Vanquishers Legendary Legion out of the Fall of the Necromancer supplement. And and I'll be honest, I I came out pretty hard, like privately amongst like the local people and it's like, you know, whatever, there's a lot of hype. Nobody cares. They just you just haven't thought hard enough about how to counter it. Well, like it's actually pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah, Legion is powerful. This um, this one has a lot more foot to stand on than the Black Dart one. It really does. Um, in in good versus evil setting, but I think especially versus evil, yeah. In uh, in settings where you could have good versus good matchups, it's definitely it comes it comes back down to earth really quickly. And it comes down to the typical. It depends on the scenario too. Uh, it I yeah. I wholeheartedly believe that one. So like Vanquishers on scenarios like Recon. There's only so much you can do. I mean, there there really is. I mean, yeah. um, so there's certain C scenarios. Sea surprise, recon. Uh, yeah, sea surprise is a little different because they can command you to drop it in theory, but you can just swarm and like cover it up. Hold ground is kind of tough and stuff like that. Just little things like that. We'll see. Um, I guess more of a spread out scenario. But yeah, it'd be, armies it'd be really succumb to armies that don't succumb to courage. Like yeah. your your legendary legion with the goblins. We haven't play tested this, so I play tested. Um, I play tested a Gandalf Aragorn against the Vanquishers. I I saw I play tested a, a Lothlorien versus Vanquishers. Both of those went in like 
very interesting ways. So I think it's the reaction that people that I've seen online on Facebook, like where people are like, oh, it's so overpowered, definitely an overhype. However, I think I'm going to see a lot of vanquishers in Las Vegas because yeah, yeah, good versus be, evil, oh. 800 points is a sweet spot for that legendary legion. It is, and it's only five models to pack on the plane. I mean, it's <laughs> right. It's got everything you want for a traveling tournament, um, especially good versus evil, like you said. Um, yeah. That's going to be extremely hard to get difficult. I, I, um, I am. I was kind of with you at first, and I was like, oh, it's just the next, you know, black dart or whatever. And then um, I started seeing it more and more, and I started like trying to build around it, and it is really, really tough. It reminded me, honestly, I haven't honestly list planned around a specific thing since the shade honestly like when the shade was everywhere and you saw the shade and no matter what every time i built a list to a tournament i said what's my answer to a shade and then it got nerfed and now you don't see it anymore i haven't done that since but now when i was prepping for these tournaments i have been definitely thinking what will happen if i face a vanquishers now um i did see it i didn't see your games that you talked about but i did see it in a thematic battle of the two new legendary legions so it was the rise of the necromancer versus the white council and the uh i will say the scenario didn't help the rise of the necromancer very much it didn't but my goodness it just trashed them it really did um every time that the the necromancer and the nazgul got some momentum they'd heal up and then banish everybody else or blast them and and elven blade them it was just oh the healing up is the biggest thing for me um I, we can talk theories and stuff like that, like you said, in battle reports, but the healing, I think, is the most untalked about thing about that legendary legion. I, I was going to say something else. So well, let's, let's tease this a little bit. So in our next, um, in our next episode, we've got, we've got a list. We've got a whole list of like interesting questions and rule questions that we want to go through mm-hmm. um, from, you know, what we ran into in, in, in tournaments, what we run into in casual games. Uh, the, the Vanquishers is actually on this list. And it's the concept of resistance to magic stacking with fortify spirit. Mm-hmm. And so it, you say healing, yeah, there's a lot of, of spells where you can cast Renew and Radagast can potentially heal a lot of wounds to models, but in my mind, the thing that makes that list so unreal is um, the fact that it appears, and we'll talk about this more later, but it appears the consensus right now is resistance and fortify stack, which means if you get everything off, a model could have three free dice to resist a spell, and then within six inches of, I think it's Gladriel, that is at all at plus one. So it's three free dice at plus one for any resistant test. Yeah, the plus one is the basically army bonus. So that's <laughs> any other white council member. So that's been around. That's It's any white council member you get plus one when you're within either three or six okay. inches. I can't remember. But the resistant to magic is given by Gladril. And Gladril also casts the Fortify Spirit. Fortify Spirit. Yeah. So it's, she is going crazy. to be... Yeah, so the way I... I if I was to play the Legendary Legion, she would be touching Radagast at all times because yeah, you yeah. do not want to lose her. She is yeah. your auto-banish that can't be resisted last turn. She she's is your resistant magic. She's the minus one to courage. Blinding she's light. your blinding light. She's your fortified spirit. Um, she would never come out of base contact with Radagast if I was playing yeah. that Legendary Legion. Just saying. It's, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's overpowered. 
because it has a lot of very big weaknesses. Anything that requires you to be within three inches of yourself and you only have five models is going to have some struggles scenario-wise. Scenario-wise. There's just – there's no way around it. But if you get that short end of the stick of where you have to play this – If you're playing a mortar with ring rates, like mortar with ring rates, courage two models, and your ring rates get banished or you can't come in – you can't use them, like (laughs) – that's aim. I'm I've I've played Angmar against Army of the Dead. I just did that recently, actually. Like courage, essentially courage one models trying to charge something. And with um, with the white cancel, the other thing that's fun is you have to like there'll be I mean realistically there'll be channeled terror, terrifying aura. So mm-hmm. as you're rolling three dies, picking the lowest two, like there's so many things. Whereas you'll just never get into combat. <laughs> and so those games, yeah, you just you uh you pick up your models and go home which sucks uh, if there is an argument so the community that's saying that any time that that happens is a bad for the for the uh the game or whatever i it kind of makes sense honestly if i it there it comes to the argument of it like let's say we're obviously talking competitive so like tournament wise fun wise i don't know honestly pete was the one i saw who played this thing and he was the one playing with the white council and he had a headache playing it casually, just you know, trying to remember all the rules, all oh, the characters, like 14, everything. That, there's like 14 legendary rules or something crazy. On top of that, he angered his opponent quite, quite well with the, you know, just how frustrating. Yeah. It is kind of frustrating if you get that matchup. So like, I don't see it being played casually. So there's an argument that anytime that an army can't be played casually, it's like it's, Sauron. It's like the old it's, Sauron. It's, it's old yeah, Sauron. exactly. Old Sauron. You don't bring those models. Yeah, exactly. You don't bring those ones out. Um, competitively. Yeah, there's the argument of if you have any sort of a bad uh, matchup at all against this, run and take the draw. Like, don't even try to engage it. Like, and anything, you could make the argument that anything that does that to the game is bad for the game. Like you said, we don't think it's broken, but there is there is some merit to the you argument. You know what I there. hope? I hope I see in Las Vegas. This is my, this is my hope. Mm-hmm. I hope I see White Council versus Goblin Town. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Just have a hundred, so yeah, a hundred goblins that run to the corner of the board. <laughs> yep. And honestly, um, if there's any objective scenario, the White Council can't win it against a hundred and something models. They can't kill that many. There's not enough turns. And you think five models doesn't take that much of a turn? Oh my gosh, five mod, those five models with all their special rules and all their magic that they do actually take arguably longer to take a turn than yeah, a normal you have to be army very careful you have to be very careful with everything you do you have to remember everything you want to do then your opponent has to remember everything and clarify that it does eat up a lot of time so i think if anything we're going to see a lot of white council but they might get frustrated playing with it because people will start figuring out i'm just going to run from you and yeah, yeah it, so it's not gonna be fun for either player probably i don't know but i do expect to see it at vegas I hope we see a few of them um, in Vegas. It'd be fun. It'd be fun to come back and report on that. But yep. let's. So the the thing that I think everybody's glancing over, at least I think everybody's glancing over. Um, holy cow! This game. So it's been this edition has been out since 2018. So we're coming up on what? This is over three years. We've been over four this. years. Yeah, over four years. Over four years. Oh, I thought it came out the end of 2018. No, no, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, you're right. My math's wrong. We're, yeah. we're, I think it came out the end of 2018. Whatever yes. it is. Um, the concepts that were introduced with the fall of the necromancer, the new game mechanics, casting in combat, casting two spells a turn, 
the coolest thing I think has dropped in any supplement. And I love, I like, generally I love all the legendary legions. I love the concept of those legendary legions. I like, I like what they're trying to do, what Jay's trying to do with the legendary legions, but the new core mechanics of two spells a turn. I love amazing. the two spells a turn. I love the two spells a turn. Amazing. I love Casting the two spells combat, it's such a brain twister because it, it, is. it completely flips how you've learned the game, how you think you know the game. So it turns it on it. It turns oh, yeah. it on his head. So yeah. I I love that. Um, and, yeah, I wouldn't and, I wouldn't even and, argue to people that say that that's the worst worst thing they could have done. I I don't hate it too much. The casting and combat. Um, no, I think it's, it's super it, fascinating. It's different. It's different. Yeah, it's different. It it can be frustrating, but like I said. Um, I think it's also kind of cool to change it up. I don't know. It's yeah, it's a completely new mechanic. I mean, obviously it's new, so we'll we'll, let me, we'll we'll get to play it. Let me say that now, and then when I play White Council in Vegas next week, and I surround it with a Belrog and goblins that auto charge, and they've got the traps, they're they gonna get some one punch, and they knock everything down in combat. Yeah. Maybe sitting there, and then I'm gonna come back on this podcast and say this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the game. <laughs> you know. No, it's yeah, I I hear you, but um. No, the what they've done is is super cool. I think the the one that I haven't seen a lot, honestly, is and I think it's super powerful, is the Azog. It's the mm. Pits of Dil Goldor. Yeah. Where he gets the Saruman uh, Palantir rule. Yeah. But it's that, uncounterable. That's yeah. not a word. You can't counter. You can't call heroic moves to counter the heroic. So if you play it right, what that essentially does is you've got back to back movement and charges with azog and whoever else you can bring with them mm -hmm. that yeah. is insane and i think that's yeah. really cool on top of that a fight seven azog who is now resistant to magic and calls free hero combats yeah Ugh, that is weird I, if you play your cards right it's a guaranteed two consecutive moves that's a flank so think about it you charge on a flank you combat yep. around a flank the next turn you're guaranteed to go first without counter, which means if you have a target, like the assassination bubble, the pits of Dil Goldor in a way becomes similar to if you're facing a flying monster. You gotta like your opponent will have to think so so much about how how far because what's that? That's 10, 20, a move plus combat plus a move. That's a 30 inch threat yeah. range. Yep, with Azog absolutely. on White Ward. Absolutely. That's crazy. That's crazy. And it's wor worse than a flying monster, I would say. Because with a flying monster, I always try to bait it in. Because, yeah, you might get this one big thing, but now you're at a 50-50 chance I'm going to be able to surround it or you're going to get they away. They can't fly out. Oh, my gosh. Now there's nothing I can do about it. So you can throw Azog in to a flank. Hero combat. Put him way exposed, way more exposed than he should be, and not fret. Because you have that auto win priority that can't be countered and move away. So you can yeah. really play Azog without risk, but almost risky. You know, so it's going to really take people off guard because they're not going to expect you. Especially if they're like D5 Azog. Yeah, you can you can play him Glass to the max. Yeah. No, so I, I love the new mechanics that are being introduced. I think it's super cool. It'll be fun to build off of. Doesn't the Necromancer get two attacks in combat now? Two attacks in combat and can cast two spells per turn now. Yep. Yeah, that's I, I think that's dope. On, I, I on an army that, that was already good. I mean, we've seen yeah. the, the Necromancer in the nine Nazgul uh, played. Yeah, because Victor yeah. from the Chicago League, he's taken that 
I mean, for the last like couple of years, it's the necromancer and his his Nazgul, and, and, and done, done well, and done well yeah. with it. Yeah, uh, it's it was already good. Now it's just automatically better. It's like it's like almost like taking a Balrog legendary legion. <laughs> I, I I legitimately wish that the necromancer rules at least the two attacks. I wish that would have come into the army bonus, so you can take. Because I I'm personally not a fan of the the necromancer the Nazgul. Like I I'm definitely gonna get the army and and paint it up. Um, but I wish I could take the necromancer and just normal orcs and spiders and whatever else. Mm. But. Yeah, run it old. Um, there was the we haven't seen any of the Mirkwood Rangers legendary legion. I have no, just never seen I, those. I've got that in my cart right now. I think that is I. Everybody disagrees with me. I think that is the freaking hidden gem of all I, the armies that got released in the legendary legion. I am most excited to try the Mirkwood Rangers because one, we've seen it before, right? Everybody's played Mirkwood Rangers. I've seen it probably, I think I've seen it three times in tournaments and they always play 500. They go major victory every time they have the chance to shoot and they go major loss every time they don't have the chance to shoot. And with this legendary Legion, they get shielding and they get a they get a combat-based Legolas, which Tyriel was already amazing. I just played against her in a different tournament recently, and it, I forgot how good, how freaking good Tyrael is. She's very good. And now mm -hmm. you've got a Legolas to go along with it. I think with the shielding to protect that high point investment per model, I think Mirkwood Rangers are going to be scary. It also might play into our personal um, urge to play something that's not popular so everybody's screaming you know pits of de guldor or white council and you might be wanting to play the rangers because nobody else is that might play into it too but i agree with you i, I think it's i think it's it it, it just reminded me i know i i think it just reminded me of like uh rangers of athelion which is hilarious because i expected everybody to jump on that but nobody did and i was like why is that is it just because they're d3 instead of d4 you know what? Why is that? You don't have as many models, but you have better heroes and higher fight value models. Like I, I, I was confused on that as well. But um, I agree with you. I think uh, Rangers will be good. I just thought if I face Rangers of a, if I if I face the Mirkwood Ranger with my Angmar, I'm in a lot of trouble. I've never I I I played Angmar against Rangers of Thillion and been okay mm -hmm. because sixes to wound. I got lucky with the fact that there's not a lot of sixes rolled early. So I could make up for the distance and get into combat. If I play against Mirkwood Rangers with my Angmar, that is going to be a rough day. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a very rough day. Yeah, especially with Deadly Shot on your Nazgul yeah. or your Golovar. Yeah, because yeah. you have Legolas. You have the best shooter in the game backed up with some amazing shooting. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't want to see that on a straight board either. <laughs> Honestly, that terrifies me. Uh, I hope I get my good army against that matchup. But anyways. Yeah. Um, so that's like all four legendary legions from the last supplement that was officially released. And we are dangerously close to the next supplement, which I have been hyped for, for over probably a mm. year now. Um, cause in, ever since the acolytes got released, we all knew it was coming. Oh, your background. Yeah. Your background yeah, picture. All, uh, that we knew that the defense of the North, or we called it war in the North at the time, but then realized there was a, you know, uh, publishing conflict, but it's called defense of the North. Now we know it. We know it's coming. We've been teased. Some amazing models, including a dragon. I wonder. I wonder if they're going to do a, an announcement during Las Vegas to 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 release something else. Because think about it, Las Vegas is going to be the first larger event 
of the year. That's probably too far west. It's probably too I think far it's, west for the I crew. think it's too far west, and I don't think it's an official GW uh, tournament. Uh, oh, so okay. I, I, I bet you it, it, it might come out, but I don't know when. But um, we have seen a silhouette of the Dragon Emperor. We've seen some silhouettes of it looks like an Easterling captain and a war priest, but they might be named based on the two new named orc heroes that were released. I want to talk about those in a second. Yeah, those are some cool looking models. We have also been confirmed some new Black Dragon models. Um, which also look pretty cool and kind of and and mysteriously timed with the maid order that just dropped like what today or yesterday yep, today the easterling the metal easterling models where you can now okay this is they're gearing up they're yep. they're getting really good at uh teasing people stringing them along yeah we're getting really really close um to the release and you're right uh the the made to order just came out so we got lots of models we've just had the orc releases we've been teased some silhouettes it's I've honestly been checking every day we're a bit, we've been ready. And I, when I got the notification today, I really thought it was it. And I was upset. Actually, I was probably the only person in the whole world that was upset that it was a stupid made to order because I thought it was the release. And then I looked at the made to order yeah. and I was like, I have all those already. I don't want these. I want the release. So I might be the only person who was upset today because I was teased again. But yeah, there's going to be some good legendary legions dropped. I I think it's going to be fun. So with our with our Batrath schedule, I've got the I have been on a painting frenzy in January. Mm-hmm. I have done a lot of painting. Um, I finished my scouts, my Lurtz's scouts. I finished my Angmar. I had, I mean, over the last couple months, I've gotten um, like ten monsters painted. A uh, whole slew of like minor heroes, so it's been fun. So I want to I want to convert that into getting the Merkwood Rangers up. I want to basically have us be have us in a position where we can play all of the legendary legions from the fall of the Necromancer, mm. because I feel like we're already in a position where we can play all of the armies from the next supplement that's going to come out. Because you've got all of the Easterlings, Mass got a lot of the Hobbit armies. Mm-hmm. um and then we can we can and he's got all of the he's got no he's got all of the hobbit armies so he mm-hmm. can play any of the dull Goldor, hunter orcs dale he can play any of those yep so we'll be they able can to play all the necromancer stuff too uh yeah, yeah. so yeah well that'd be fun we'll to be gear up to, to mess around with that a little bit absolutely and also like spitball our uh weird random list ideas that we talk about on this podcast I think it would be fun because we come up with these ideas and I know they fall short on in some areas like people are like, no, that's not the typical way of running it. But we have this idea and I think it'd be really fun to put it down on video and like show you what it can do in our in our minds. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of the first ones I'm doing is a no upgrade Witch King led Angmar. Because everybody, everybody laughs at me. (laughs) Everybody laughs at me. And then you see it, you're like, well, wait, I didn't think you could bring all of this with the. So all you have to do is make sure nobody can get a shot off. Yeah, sure, you could face Legolas and be in a lot of trouble. Sure, you could face the Lady of Light and be in a lot of trouble. But if you don't, there are a lot of other armies you could play other than the insta-kill on a one-wing, uh, one-wound, no-fate Witch King. And then it's like, oh man, there's a lot of punching power that comes. That I've had so much fun with that this fall. This fall yep. is early winter. And in our game, I never even got into combat with him. You know, the only time no, I played once. that, 
I didn't even get in <laughs> combat with him. And uh, I got into combat with pretty much everything else in your army, but not your <laughs> Witch King. So um, I can't say much about it. So, yeah, super tough to kill. One wound, no fate, uh, Witch King. Yeah, if you don't... Uh, even with shooting, yeah, he's still tough to kill. Yep, D8. Yeah, it, it would take a, a weird random shot. And you were safe with him. Like, I don't think I could have taken a shot, even if I, no, had I was, wanted to. I was you playing, had to yeah, I was playing a lot of, like, behind cover. He would pop out, cast a spell, pop back. Like, he, he yeah. was playing very Untargetable. Possibly. Yeah, untargetable, which is good. But, yeah, no, I think that would be also pretty fun to, like, to throw down on the lists. Um, yeah, and also, like, the random lists you don't see very much anymore because that's what we obviously like to play i think that'll be fun too and the the two, great thing i was thinking about too with our if we are going to record two bat reps tomorrow and just slowly release them um you guys will be seeing our lvo list because this is also going to be practiced for las vegas tomorrow and yeah, we're doing good versus evil good versus evil good versus evil our good versus evil our good versus evil these are tournament lists that will be really competitive on film <laughs> just just so you guys know this is going to be like if you want to see tactical precision and like maximizing everything that's gonna be are you are you joking like i feel like you're building this up a little bit no oh, no it's, no we're uh, well hopefully we don't kill each other but it'll be fun i think it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting for sure i'm excited to yep. see because it. it'll be army of the dead versus the belrog and a goblins who don't care about terror against Angmar. Mm. Monster flying Angmar against the Rohan. So. Oh, no, I don't want to play that. I just said I don't want to play that. <laughs> we might have to change that up now. No, <laughs> that'll be a short, it'll be a short, short game. Uh, we might have to change that. <laughs> it'll be a lot of hero combat, so we'll see how it goes. Oh, that makes well, me nervous. All right. All right. We'll see what happens. No, because... You're just going to compel a royal guard out, hero combat off of them, and then hurl down the line with two flying monsters. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I feel like you're angry at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to get some revenge on some Rohan. But anyways, that's that's what's on the lineup. So um, one more time before we wrap this up. Uh, our next episode, we've got a, a slew of interesting scenarios and, and rules and use cases we want to walk through, as well as... Um, Matt was actually up here randomly, and we were we were doing a lot of talking slash recording on um, interesting scenarios that we ran into. Like in game, what would you rather do? So we've got some pictures we can throw up and, and talk through those scenarios, and then we'll start um, chipping away at our tournament backlog. Because we'd love to bring you the bat reps. We've 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 taken a lot of notes to to kind of remember and 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 hopefully take you along with the journey of what's happened here since September in terms of tournaments. And then I, I'm really excited to, to, to go to Las Vegas, play in the Open, because that's the first big event, and, and share kind of how, how we've done. Because we underplayed it a little bit here, but this is the first time I've done prepping in a long time. And so we're both taking this pretty serious. And so it'll be, it'll be fun to see, like, hey, did it work out? Did it work out like we thought it did? Did we get totally smacked? Um, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll probably be the latter for me, but you know, yeah, I think it'll be uh, fun for everybody. We'll see it. Anybody we'll see what happens. Anybody that says they're good at this game, the automatic counter is you're playing with toy soldiers on a board. <laughs> Sit down. With dice. With, with dice. dice. Sit yeah. down. Wow. No, it, um, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I'm excited. I'm really nervous, uh, but I think it'll be fun. Hopefully I can just relax, but 
it's fun uh april yeah it's it i'm excited for like also our local events that we're going to be doing i think i i think that's the my favorite thing that i don't have to travel super far just to get to a tournament again um i think that's been great just having a lot of local stuff so i'm excited for that too yeah all right well been great uh happy 2022 excited for what the year holds and um cheers until next time everybody until next time